Do you have any paying customers on Think Out Loud yet or no? Uh, no, at this point, actually, where we are is we're about to launch our private beta. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jim Zarkatas. He's a solo. He helps solo founders and teams grow their product by becoming closer to their users through UX playbooks, tutorials, and one-on-one coaching. In the meantime, he's also building his own SaaS product to democratize user testing. Jim, you ready to take us to the top? Yes. So, okay. so you're doing so, you're doing two interesting things. First off, you match mm-hmm. a pattern that I see a ton, which is the most successful SaaS founders launch an agency. You do one-on-one UX coaching, and now you're building a SaaS company called thinkoutloud.io. Let's start with the agency. When did you start doing this coaching and design services? So with freelancing, I actually started in the past, I built a design studio, but at some point it were a team of three and we decided to quit the agency and uh, scale down and work as freelancers and join other companies. And I started offering again, freelancing services around uh, five, uh, three to five months uh, ago. I don't remember exactly. Uh, it's less than a year actually. And my focus with freelancing is to optimize freelancing to create the highest possible revenue with the least amount of time. So freelancing is the tool that fuels creativity for me. It, uh, it gives me access to plenty of insights and problems people have. And I use all this knowledge and money and the time that is left to create other products. So what I'm doing right now with the freelancing is my strategy is called Small Bets. Uh, Daniel Vassallo came with his name, uh, which is pretty popular on Twitter, on the indie hiking scene. And what I'm doing is actually three things. First, I create design services. Uh, yeah, UX design services. One, one of them is UX coaching. It's a one-on-one service where we do weekly coaching sessions. And I help solo founders mainly and designers that want to grow uh, their career or their product. The other one is hands-on design, where I sell slots of four hours. So you hire me to design your product, and we team up for eight or 12, hour, uh, 12 hours per week. I have one client uh, that uses this service, and we have a one-year contract. And only from this one, I make uh, 2.3K uh, per month. So with 12 hours, I have all the money that I need to survive throughout the month and some more <laughs> mm-hmm. where I, that I can invest on other stuff. 
And with the coaching, I also have two clients where I make an additional 1K by doing two video calls per month. So as you can see, it's really optimized on like on time and efficiency, the freelance services. In the agency business, you have four, three customers total, two pay one grand a month, the other pays $2,300 a month. You're making about $4,500 per month on the coaching and UI business, the services business. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't calculate the number, but yeah, something like that. It's 5.3K per month. Yeah, it's 500 each coaching client and uh, 4.3 from the... And you started doing that last, last year in 2020, is that right? Uh, I actually started offering the services around uh, at the beginning of this year, actually, around January to February. I started working with Restocks, the client that I'm working with uh, for hands-on design around two months ago so today i sent the second invoice actually <laughs> so yeah two months <laughs> and so when did you write the first line of code for thinkoutloud.io uh so for think out loud the uh can, can you repeat the question what was the first did part you write the first line of code the first line of code we started around uh at the beginning of the year as well or some months ago i have to take but it was around november to december 2020 and I actually, my co-founder, I, I'm not building the whole product on my own. The technical co-founder is Scott. Uh, he's a great guy from Australia and he's now based in Guatemala, in Guatemala. And we teamed up through Indie Hackers actually. And now we're about to launch our private beta. Uh, version. I split equity 50-50? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the goal. And the idea is we have a microsas and we want to build a, some kind of passive income from this. We don't want to build a super high like unicorn or whatever, just to create some steady income by selling software, a software product. Yeah. Uh, that, that's do you our have any paying customers on Think Out Loud yet or no? Uh, no. At this point, actually, where we are is we're about to launch our private beta. So we're finalizing our MVP and we have 30 people in total that signed up. And then on top of this, we have our personal network that we're going to do a pilot testing with. So our approach is we take it slow and we spend around eight hours per week on building the product. So it's it's a Microsoft side project and we focus on delivering something by spending eight hours per week. Uh, it's really lifestyle kind of uh, optimized business. I like that. And yeah. You, you, you say on the website, uh, stop analyzing users, start listening to them. The plan launch date beta is May, 2021. Pricing is always tricky, even for micro SaaS. How are you going to come up with a price point to launch this at? That's a good one. To be fully honest, I'm pretty amateur on this whole thing. It's my first SaaS product. So I don't have a super clear strategy. We have many, many things in mind, like to, uh, we say it's a SaaS product and that's what's going to probably be the case. But we want to first do the pilot testing with people and understand how they use it, how often they use it, and what's the thing that they feel that they get most value out of. Uh, so once we have these insights, we can come up with a pricing model that makes sense because we could price, for example, the videos, the recordings that they do, or the amount of people they test with, or like a paid additional feature. So we want to see what's valuable for them and build the pricing uh, on top of these. And one thing to mention about the pricing is we want to for sure have a free plan, not just as a marketing strategy, but because the mission is to democratize uh, user testing in general. Like that's my overall mission with all the products that I built and the services is to help people create products that are more user-friendly. So I have like a mission and then services and product that serve this, uh, this mission.
Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely the way to do it. So how, I mean, walk me through literally, you release beta, are you going to send an email to these 30 people on the wait list? What's the subject line? Like, how are you going to listen to them and edit their feedback? And more importantly, you know, a guy like you really cares about user feedback, but some of the most successful products in history, you know, people ignored customer feedback and built instead of what they thought the customers would want instead. Exactly. How do you balance all this? Exactly. So for this one, our approach is, uh, we actually have an awesome document where we track all the people. I research every single of them, like on LinkedIn, what are the business they're working on? What are the products they're building and how they're going to probably use the product? And we're going to send personalized emails one by one and ask uh, all these people to jump into a vehicle where we can do uh, personalized onboarding. It's like the approach of superhuman, I think it's called. But you'll, put but the, you'll the, make everyone take a tutorial then. Everyone will get on a one-on-one demo call with you. Yeah, exactly. Ideally, yeah. I have no clue how it's going to go. I've heard that it's a successful strategy, so we're going to experiment and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, that all starts this month. We're excited for you. Now, when will you start going, okay, let's put up a paywall? When do you think of your first paying customer? For, for Think Out Loud, when do we think that we're going to have? The, the kind of uh, long-term goal is to, like we gave a promise, kind, let's say to ourselves, that until the end of the year, we're going to have our, at least 10 paid customers. Uh, that's like a like our goal that we have. But we don't have a solid strategy on this yet. We expect to be out of beta yeah, at the last quarter of the year. Uh, so ideally, we can have paid customers until the end of the year as well. Mm -hmm. What would make you and Scott happy in terms of the revenue you're doing per month at the end of the year, considering you're only putting in eight hours a week and it's a lifestyle micro SaaS? That's a good one. That's a good one. So as I said, it's a very kind of like freelancing as well. It's lifestyle driven business. It's not, we don't want to build the next big thing or something like that or a unicorn. Uh, so it's optimized on creativity. If we're happy with the quality of work that we produce and also about the uh, work-life balance, like if it takes too much time for the revenue that it creates, uh, that's, these are the two criteria that we, uh, that we have for the product. Actually, and one last note on this, that we want to build single focused products. Like we don't like products that are too complex with so many features because they want to grow. Like iOS apps is a good example. They do one thing and they do it in the best way possible. What so this is the, uh, iOS apps. Like if you know things, I, uh, things up, like it's a very popular to do app for iOS. They've won so many design awards because they yep. do. Jim, we couldn't hear clearly what, what example you're huh. using. Can you spell the name of the company? Yeah, it's uh, Things, like T-H-I-N-G-S, and it's a personal to-do monitor. So you, they built the best personal to-do app with no collaboration, no project management, nothing uh, in terms of features, and just made it right. And they only do this for the last 10 or 20 years, and they make a living out of it. So <laughs> that's the idea. I love the model. I think this is great. Okay, let's wrap up here with the Famous Five. Number one, what is your favorite book? I see you have a nice bookshelf there. I see Ad Catmull's Creativity Inc. What else do I see? What's your favorite book? Uh, my favorite book. I would say Rework from Basecamp and The Mom Test, the second one. What, what do you think about all the Basecamp drama right now around talking about political stuff internally and employees <laughs> taking the payout? But that's a tricky one. Like, I can't have a bold opinion because I don't know the behind the scenes, but... I like the idea of scaling down and focusing on just the work and getting rid of all the rest. So I don't have an experience of running a big company like Basecamp, 
but I can understand their approach that they want to scale down and just focus only on work and no cultural related stuff, no policies. I want you to read a book called Scaling Down. And we talk about how, how much happier you can be with a smaller team, how much more flexibility you have if you have no board meetings or VCs, um, how simple it is if your product only does one thing and instead of trying to do a hundred things. I feel like that book would be a bestseller. That's true. That's true. That's a bit what rework is from Basecamp as well. Like, but Scale Down is really is a really good one. The Company of One is a similar book that is pretty popular. But yeah, I totally totally like the title. Totally number, agree. Number two, Jim, is there a founder you're following or studying besides the Basecamp guys? Mm, Daniel Vassallo is one. Uh, Dan from Elo, a Twitter analytics tool, is another one. And also the guys from Mailbrew. Like I'm following the indie hackers scene uh, mainly, like as a community, and these are some names that just came to to my mind that have turned on Twitter notifications. That's how I remember them. <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Think Out Loud? What's my favorite tool for building my SaaS? Yep. Uh, Framer, but it's the design tool that I use. Framer.com. Uh, yeah, exactly. Framer.com. It's a prototyping and design tool. We use it a lot to prototype the, the product. Is Framer going to be bigger than Envision and Figma? I hope so. It could, It has the potential for sure. Switch to them? Sorry, what? Did you used to use Figma and Envision and you switched to Framer? Exactly, yeah. Like Framer is really like a lot of years ahead of the competition, but it's uh, very advanced so it takes some time for the whole community to cut up but for me framer is the best design tool at this point in the market interesting i'll have to reach out to those guys see if i can get them on number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night how many hours do i sleep yeah eight always and what's your situation jim married single kids uh just with my girlfriend like we live together and yeah we expect to the plan is to make a family as well in the next years i love that all right and how old are you uh, 28, 28. 28. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Hmm. The build, the power of being vulnerable, I would say. And I can fit it into the building public thing that I recently started doing. <laughs> I love that. Guys, there you have it. Think out loud, Jim. Again, he's not trying to be the next VC backed unicorn. He doesn't want a thousand person team either. He built an agency. He makes 5,500 bucks a month. He's happy with his wife at his house. He met his co-founder for his MicroSaaS thinkoutloud.io via Indie Hackers. They're building with a goal to get 10 customers by the end of the year. They're bootstrapping. Jim, if you ever raise capital, I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to find you. <laughs> and I'm just going to grill the heck out of you. Thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan.